Welcome to the Plans and Provisions Podcast, your source for homesteading and preparedness information and inspiration. We're so glad you're here. We'll be talking with some incredible folks, sharing ideas, and learning what we can do to become more independent and resilient in these interesting times. Now here's your host, Jason White. Hey folks, I just want to spend a few minutes this week and talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart that has been one of the more exciting things that we've done as a family that has brought us more satisfaction as parents than probably anything else so far. We do have young children. My oldest is seven years old, and then I've got two two three-year-olds. Homeschooling has been probably one of the best decisions that we've made so far. You know, even before we moved out to our homestead here, which if you're just joining us uh, for the first time, you know, we just moved to this place about four months ago. And before that, we were living in the suburbs. But we were homeschooling in the suburbs, and we were in a position of kind of loneliness on that because we didn't, you know, most most people in that setting are sending their kids to, to school. And, you know, I, I do want to put this out there. Look, I know that not everybody is, is, is able to homeschool or wants to homeschool. I know that some people are like, like myself and my wife, very much driven towards it, and some people aren't. And I and I want I just want everybody to know who's listening, who's not a homeschooler. Hey, listen, I I, I get it, and um, I'm certainly not trying to say that it's the only way, but I, for for my family, it is. And so I'll just say that it's it's been extremely important to us. I mean. Before we even had kids, we were together quite a long time before we had children, and, and we always knew we'd homeschool. And, you know, when we did get started with our oldest, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we were really kind of in the mindset of trying to mimic and replace what, what, we, what we imagined she would experience in a, in a public school setting. And I think that that's a trap that a lot of new homeschooling parents fall into, is you think that you're you're basically using the public school or you know private school any institutional educational setting you use that as kind of a framework as a as a template to build your homeschool off of which makes sense because most of us only really know that template while the homeschooling movement is definitely growing and and certainly since 2020 it has grown immensely. It's still very much not the norm. And so it is a little bit harder, I think, for folks who are getting started to find the support that they need. And I think often, and it certainly was the case with us, we in some ways were appeasing not only those in our life that maybe just didn't understand what and why we were doing the homeschool or taking the homeschool route, but I think we were also trying to appease that doubt in our own mind. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we've we've learned over the last couple of years, and, and especially since we've been here on our homestead, that really school is is all the time. 
yeah, we do have um, four to five days, I'd say four and a half days of scheduled book learning time where, you know, the three R's are, are being being taught and practiced, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. And my wife does all of that. I work during the day and she has the kids and, and does the does the kind of classroom classroom book learning. But it's so much more than that. I mean, the beauty of home education is that really you're always teaching them. And it's not to say that you can't have that mindset when your kids are in public school. You certainly can. And I know some parents do do that. But I think when you're in the the context of home education, you 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 just naturally look at it more in terms of 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 the fact that you're their teacher. And so you start thinking from angles of education. And so you know, it's nice I do work from home, so oftentimes I'll get off and we'll have dinner. And then I'm able to go take my oldest for for a walk around the farm and we'll we'll go and you know at different times of the year now we've been here, you know, we were here in fall and winter, now we're here in spring. We've seen the the different stages of growth of the pasture and the weeds and the grass and the trees and we've seen water in different forms and you know, we've seen the sun moving at different angles and we can go out and track deer and see the effects of erosion on deer tracks and we can watch the the frogs in the pond and the different stages of of development and life of the of the frogs and so you know couple that with doing the homestead life and having chickens and having rabbits and you know building gardens and all you know building things out of wood i i Oftentimes, my oldest will be with me when I'm in the workshop and building something for the farm. And I explain every little thing. You know, it, it becomes, for me as a father, and I, and I don't, like I said, I'm not directly involved in, the, in the, the practical classroom time, but I spend quite a bit of time and I just explain everything that I do. In the kitchen, she learns in the in the in the in the barnyard she learns when we go out in public she learns we're always teaching her so i think that there's so many more opportunities for for education when you take that mindset so all that is to say we've learned over the last year or two that it's okay we don't have to try to appease what in in many cases is in our own head anyway you know the fact of the matter is homeschooling is hard it's it's there's a there's a sacrifice there are compromises that a family has to make many times in order to be able to do it and i've heard many people say yeah i want to homeschool but i can't and that may be you and i hear you i mean we're we count ourselves extremely blessed that we're able to do it at the same time I just don't think that we would accept anything less. So uh, I do feel blessed. I also feel determined. And so that combination is, is, is probably helping us stay on the course. But it is, it is hard. I know my wife, you know, doesn't get the break of sending the kids to school, which is more, more common. Um, and she works hard all day and she rarely gets a break. So 
you know, we, we don't have a second income because somebody's got to be at home. And while I think that it, that is hard, it, it also reminds me that, you know, this is our, this is our battle. This is our life. These are our convictions. And if, if I can look at it in those terms, I realize that, that I definitely don't need to be worried about appeasing anyone else. And I have to understand in my own head that it would be nice to have the support and understanding and even the the praise of the people around me when I decide to do something like this. And there are other instances where it would be nice to have people's support. But I've made the decision, and, and my wife and I have talked a lot about this, that we we have to make it in our own head, in our own heart, that it really doesn't matter. It would be nice, but for me... I only care what God and my wife thinks, really. And when it comes down to it, um, you know, we homeschool for for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I think that it should be obvious to anyone who who's who's watched any news, paid attention to any kind of current events over the last few years that. The educational system has some some serious issues. In fact, one of the underlying premises of this podcast is the centralization of human life is is faulty and it has a very high cost to the individual and so you know one of the the great benefits that we've learned so far of home education is that we are able to form fit the education to to my daughter, you know, I think when when someone's in a class of thirty or forty kids, and they change teachers every year or, or every six—I don't know what they do now—but let's just say every year, you know, it, it's it's going to be easy for things to slip through the cracks, and maybe that teacher is as as gifted, talented, and hardworking as that teacher likely is. Sheer numbers say that they're not going to be able to pick up on some of those finer details that maybe maybe need to be addressed. And so we really feel blessed that we we can we can know our kid. We do know our kid. And so we can provide the education form fitted to her learning style and her personality. Um you know and the, and I think that also comes down to to values. I can definitely say that a lot of the values that I'm hearing about, I don't have personal firsthand experience, but um, I've heard a lot of secondhand and I've seen a lot in, in, in the media that the, the values don't align with my, with my family values. And I just like the fact that I know what my kid's learning and I don't have to worry about having to have them learn things that maybe are that maybe are undermining or intending to undermine our traditional family values and i don't think there's anything wrong with that um y- you know beyond that i like the fact that we can choose our kids friends and that they're not just thrown into a a large group of peers and, you know, falling into the pecking order where they will. And, 
um, you know, the the threat of bullying and 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 especially now with social media, the 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 ability to project and to attack and to target and to to harass is, is I can't imagine growing up in the public school today um, with those capabilities. And so I feel good about that. We are a part, we're new to this area, but we have uh, become involved with a local homeschool co-op, which any of you who are homeschooling and aren't involved in something like that, you know, I highly advise you to check it out. But, you know, at that point we know, okay, most of those people are, they're, well, they're all homeschooling families. Therefore, most of them probably share certain certain convictions and values. And so it's nice that we can, we can choose, we can choose our kids' friends. We can choose the kind of people that we, we have them um, associate with and who will end up being very large influences on their lives. You know, one of the, the biggest objections that, that people have about homeschooling is the question of socialization. And I mean, it, it's, it's inevitable. If you bring it up to someone who's not not sure about it or maybe against homeschooling, it's always socialization that, that comes up as their biggest, their biggest issue. But the fact of the matter is, you know, my seven-year-old is perfectly sociable. She's, she's able to talk and meet with other children and uh, has no awkwardness. Um, she's able to talk with adults. I think that there's this idea that somehow throwing a child into a group of peers with fairly limited supervision... And letting them work it out is somehow natural and normal, and I'm not, I'm not sure I see it that way. I think that, I think it's better that a child, and you can agree, agree or disagree. I, I mean, I, I know not everybody's going to agree with me, but I think it's better for children to grow up more in the company of adults. I think that, yes, they should be around kids, and and of course they need to be able to play and and imagine and 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 to interact and learn peer social peer to peer social skills but you know let's face it should they be learning from other children should other kids be teaching other kids how to act should other children be um an equal or sometimes even larger influence than adults i i don't think so and so those are some of the reasons, and I, I'm not digging too deep today, but those are some of the reasons that we uh, have, have chosen a homeschool. And also, I, one last on that is we get to spend time with our kids. And yes, sometimes we want to pull our hair out. And yes, sometimes we wonder how much more we can take. And I'm sure any of you parents can relate. And yeah, there are times when we say, wow, it wouldn't it be nice to send them to school because we would have we would have a break. We would have our own time. But like I said, it is a sacrifice and it doesn't come at no cost and it isn't easy. And the, the you know but I think if you do believe in something enough and your convictions are firm, then you just do what 
you need to do and you make it work despite those hardships. Another thing that that I think I want to share about our experience in homeschooling so far and we're we are really just getting started. But the process and the experience of teaching my oldest daughter to read has been highly rewarding for both my wife and I. And I, I would give her 100% of the credit. Um, I did not actually teach her to read. It was still rewarding for me to see that that we were able to do that. Now, we didn't come up with some plan and some concept. We, we used uh, Hooked on Phonics, among other things, which is great, and I highly recommend them. And I am an affiliate, so... Um, I'll leave a link in the description or the show notes so that uh, if you want to check it out and you are looking to teach, you got a young one that wants to learn to read, I don't think there's a better choice. Um, it really, it, it was a really great, it's a really great resource for our family. And she reads, and now she just reads, and she can read just about anything. And um, it, there was just kind of this turnaround at one point where we realized, wow, she, it, it she was on her way, she was on her way, and then all of a sudden, she can just read. And it was like when I taught her to ride her bike, you know, the just that that feeling of, I guess it's a feeling of pride, not only in what you've done to influence and to educate someone, but in their ability to grow and, and the fact that that they are growing and the thankfulness that comes from that and, and those milestones in a child's life that you are directly responsible for. It, pretty satisfying. And, and the thing is, is I just don't think that when you send your kid to school, I don't think that you can enjoy or appreciate that in the same way. And I could be wrong because I don't have that experience. But, um, yeah, just, just that, that pride also just, you know, having a better relationship. I think, I think that I have a, I have more relationship with my kids, especially the older one who's really a sponge right now and able to, to learn a lot. I don't know. I just feel like it gives us a closeness that we maybe wouldn't have otherwise, it it gives me again that context to operate within and so i'm 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 more focused on spending time with her and i really enjoy teaching her things i've lately been really getting into fermenting mostly vegetables ever since i had a conversation with sandor katz author of several fermentation books and teacher of fermentation workshops around the world um, you can check that out. I think that's episode three. Definitely check that out. It was a pretty awesome talk. But since that talk, I've been doing a lot of fermentation and teaching her about that and quizzing her on the, the process of the microbes and you know teaching her about raising chickens and about composting and about you know all these basic functions and teaching her about cooking and you know that's that's not only is she learning but we're all we're all spending time together and it, it really i it it's building a stronger bond and 
you know, it also, I realized that this time is short. These kids grow up fast, and I did rough math, but if you send your kid to school, again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but for me, I... I just realized if I if I sent my kid to school, that's a year and a half to two years of time that they'd be away. And and to many, they say, yeah, that's not enough. And I get it. I really do. But, um, you know, for me and my wife, as, as hard as it can be, we also realize that th- this time is short. And being able to spend that time and to be in that relationship and have that closeness and have that bond deeper and just have that pride and joy of, of, of seeing them get, get things and seeing them open their eyes to, to new things and to discover things in the world that we take for granted. It also gives you a perspective of revisiting or recapturing the magic of, of creation. It's, it's fun for us too. I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. So those are some things that are kind of on my mind. I I feel like there's there's a lot of us out there who are homeschooling and maybe feel uh it can be lonely. And I think that there is that pressure to to be like what everybody else knows and to be be conventional or to oh well, I'm homeschooling but I'm going to do it in a way that somehow appeases the 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 naysayers. And and all I say to that is, look, enjoy the freedom. You know, it is a freedom and we should exercise it with joy, with gratitude and, and with understanding that it's, it's our, it's our school. We can do it how we want to do it. And I'm very confident that my children will go, will grow up to be, um, as intelligent, if not more intelligent and educated than any kid that comes out of a public school. So I encourage any of you who are thinking about homeschooling or, or are, are homeschooling and, and, and struggling, definitely reach out to folks online who can, uh, who can who can be of support? There there are resources out there. Definitely look for your local homeschooling co-ops. And uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions, I'm certainly no expert, but um, you know you can reach me. I'm I'm on Instagram at Plans and Provisions. You can contact me through the website. Email is Jason at Plans and and yeah, I think that's about it for this week. I just wanted to kind of touch base on on some of those things. And um, next week, I've got a great interview with a young sheep farmer who is practicing regenerative agriculture and teaching um, teaching a lot of uh, upcoming farmers how to do things. So I, I, I think it's going to be a pretty great episode. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. And, uh, yeah, the few ways you can uh, support the show, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave me a rating and review. That goes a long way to getting the show out there. And, um, yeah, you can support the show at Patreon. I've got a link 
on the website, or you can just go to patreon.com slash plans and provisions. And you can check out my resources page where I have uh, products and services that I personally use and recommend. There's nothing there that I have not um, not relied on in the past or currently. And so, yeah, everything everything that I have put into my affiliate network is stuff that I stand behind firmly. So um, definitely let me know if uh, you have any questions on any of that, if I can help. And I think that'll do it. Thanks for being here with me this week. And until next time... Do something today to improve your tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Plans and Provisions podcast. If you would like to stay up to date with everything happening around the homestead, head on over to the website at plansandprovisions.com.